baby! Oh my goodness! Marlo Hammer lined up by Saric. Scores! There is number 50 for Jerome McGinley. Furland can't bury it. Loose puck, stage and scores! Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Flames Report podcast. I'm Taryn Joe, also known as Straight Out of Calgary, and welcome to episode three of the Flames Report. I'm here with my uh, co-host Harkirit. How's it going, Harkirit? I'm good. You? I'm chilling, just enjoying the the short two week break that we got off of school. But yeah. And then, ah, uh, the game yesterday. What about it? That was something else. Uh, a lackluster effort, man. I, if I'm being real, I made a burger during the first period, <laughs> which I probably shouldn't have. Now that I think of it, because yeah, like... I saw you tweeting about that. <laughs> yeah, so like I shouldn't have made that burger, but. At the same time, it was it was better than the game itself. So probably yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I I don't really think yeah yesterday's game was like a, a show off of what this team's capable of. I'm pretty I'm sure they're capable of more, but in the end, you can't really blame the game on Riddick either. Like Riddick. He came in and, and the team didn't play at the at the level we know they can. And they yeah. just underperformed and played like absolute shit. Yeah, Ritter wasn't... Well, he let in a couple goals that, you know, with yeah, a bit that, more effort he might have been able to save. One. Yeah, yeah the Foley one. I don't know how that went in still, but um, there was a couple that he had absolutely no chance. There was a... a I believe it was on the power play that Val Mackey, he yeah, put his yeah, stick down and it just... Weber, yeah. Yeah, Valmagi put a stick down and it bounced in and it wasn't even going towards the net. It was just, we've had a lot of bad bounces over these last three games. Even yeah. the both of the Toronto games, we had like four or five goals that just bounced off our own players and went in. Yeah, we've had like all together this season, we've had like six goals go off of our own players, which is, uh, I don't know, <laughs> it's not too good. But like... The the last three games we've lost in a row, it's, they're they're because of starting late in the game. Like in uh, on the Tuesday game against the Maple Leafs, we saw how bad that first period was. We only got one shot in the whole twenty minutes, and then we decided to show up after. But then stupid bounces that keep on going in off of our own players make us it, it, it makes us lose that momentum that we create and then we're literally our own enemies at this point in my we really are yeah like i did i did like how they played that second period after they only let uh, only get put up one shot in the first that second period really shows what this team could be like that that reminded me like how mm. How we like our whole team was going, like everyone was. We spent so much time in Toronto zone, and it was it was so much fun to watch just because you know they were rolling. It, it reminded me of like uh, the eighteen nineteen season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
like I don't know. It's either it's either how like I don't know. It's just the starts to the games that like we're just never able to come back. Like yesterday's game, we were there. We were in the game at the start of like the first five ten minutes, but then it all fell apart because of the two penalties that we got, which led to them getting the two power goals, and then it just went downhill after that. Yeah, but like then, some of the refs yesterday, yeah, they that, weren't the best. <laughs> they that, they that called was, some. I believe there was a Lucic penalty. The guy's just trying to get his bounce back. Yeah, he did bounce, bump into the guy, but that's barely an interference call. Yeah, yeah, but there were some calls on both sides like that were missed. The rest just didn't were not there yesterday. Yeah, I I I I don't know. Like, it's either that or like there is a plus in our game now. <laughs> it's our power play. But like, what are we gonna do with our power play being good when we're not good on five on five? Yeah, I just want to talk about that. Uh, the second game I believe it was on Tuesday against uh, Toronto, because mm-hmm. on uh, Ka- oh sorry, yeah, on Money Puck they had this uh, deserve to win meter, and it had us winning uh, out of a thousand simulations, it had us winning sixty one percent of the time. That basically shows we we were the better team in most in most situations. Like we had the better expected goals rate, um, beating yeah. about by half a goal, but like. Just, I think it's just what's wrong. It, like as you can see in these last three games, is that this team hasn't had the luck. There's that factor of luck, like the mm-hmm. bouncing, yeah. the goals bouncing off of our own players into our own net. But also, I think it's the coaching situation. I don't, uh, I don't <laughs> think Jeff Ward is the best coach for our team. Yeah, yeah. Don't even get me started on poor Jeff Ward, man. Holy, I. And, and the one thing that pissed me off the most, and it got me heated after the second game against the Leafs on Tuesday, was in the last minute or so when we had that six-on-four power play where we uh, pulled out Marky and we had the man advantage as well. He yeah. put on Milan Lucic. Why in the world would you put Milan Lucic on with 30 seconds left? What logical reasoning do you have to have to put Lucic when you have guys like guys like Manjapani on the bench, and and they even put Levo as an extra attacker? Like, in what world, bro? Like, you could have easily put Manjapani as the extra attacker. Like, sure, if Lucic is on the second power play unit, but why would you take that? first power play unit off when you know Gaudreau was going on that game Kachuk was going off they were all playing good together but why would you take them off with one minute left like why yeah it's uh it's pretty crazy on his decision there but it's you know it's funny it's not like the first time he's done this he's done this so many times last season and this season we're down by a goal there's like two minutes left in the game and Lucci is out on the ice on the extra man it's crazy it's just the inability to like change change up what the team's doing, like especially how Lucic is on the second power play unit. He gets that, yeah. Sometimes in the game, he gets more more time than Gaudreau does. At one point, at one point in the game, he sometimes gets more minutes than Kachuk does. Uh, Gaudreau does, and then half of the time, I literally feel like Lucic is on the ice the entire time. Like, every time I look up at the TV, I always see Lucic. Like, what? 
Yeah, the, him being on the second power play, I get it that Dubé's hurt, but, like, there's still better options than Lucic. Like, I'd like to see, like, a guy like Levo on that second power play. But yeah, I do like, like Dubé not... there, but with Dubé hurt, uh, Levo could be a good option instead of, well, him. Literally Lucic. anybody would be a better option than Lucic. <laughs> you could put two defensemen on it, even though yeah. we're, that, that, that doesn't really work anymore. Honestly. But, like... That we could work with could. a guy like uh, uh, Val Mackey. Yeah, I would love to see Val Mackey or even Hannafin. Hannafin yeah, has Hannafin. been playing really well. Him and Tanev, yeah, that Hannafin pairing Tanev, has been killing yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, it's just the inability to change the lineup when you know the players on the fourth line aren't doing good. Like, the like keep, like keep the deployment of Lucic after... Like, I'm not taking away credit from the two goals he's had. But like apart from that, his play's been lackluster. Like he hasn't he hasn't showed up at all. Like I don't know how he's still on the fourth line. Like you could literally put in I'm not saying we have better options per se, but you you could literally put in a guy like Buddy Robinson, who could probably do better than Lucic. Yeah, I do think like that fourth line, they're not gonna put up any points. Like they're not gonna go out and yeah, get you let's like be real. Yeah, like with Lucic on that fourth line, I think a guy like Buddy Robinson would be better. He'd help like with the team, create mm-hmm. some energy for the team. You know, throw a big hit. Like Lucic really hasn't done that. Well, he's thrown a couple of hits, but not uh, not what we brought him in to do. Yeah, I think like a, a line of Simone Ryan and Buddy Robinson, something like that, could be a really good line for fourth. Yeah, you know who I feel bad for? Poor Derek Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Ryan just stuck there playing Nordstrom with a bunch of idiots. Yeah, he's stuck there with Nordstrom and Lucic. Like, what? Ryan's such I a good player, but it's just... This season. <laughs> yeah, he feels like, I don't think he will. He's, I'm pretty sure yeah. his contract's up this season, right? Yeah, it is, yep. I feel bad for him. He's just in there. like, But there is players, like, I know they might not want to bring him up, from like the the AHL roster, but like like yeah. a guy I like mean, the uh, AHL... Gardwin or yeah. Garden, yeah, Garden, sure, yeah, and yeah. Uh, like yeah. there are some guys who could uh be at NHL level, like be able to play on that fourth line with Ryan. Yeah, literally, like Glenn and actually put up some points. Phillips would be better players than Lucic would be on that fourth. Yeah, I think both of them are able to, they should be able to come play. We haven't seen them up yet, but uh, if they were to be called up, uh, they should be able to play on that fourth line better than most we have in this team already. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, the, the thing going into this season that I wasn't scared of was our depth. And the thing that's letting me down is our depth. Yeah, but like I don't think we have that much depth. Like, um, I saw this thing on Twitter. Someone said it took one injury, like Dubé, to be out and yeah, just our lineup to be completely broken. Yeah, but like, I, I think we do have a decent amount of good players, like depth wise. But he's yeah. just not using them properly. Like, you yeah, could have. Them. Yeah. Like I don't think I, I don't think it's sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you can go. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I don't think it's time to give up on that three-line, whatever he's trying to do, yeah. but like that three top lines. But maybe in a couple more games, if it's not really, really working, like the top two lines have been working, but that third line with uh, Backland on it, he's really never had yeah. one solid, like, he played with Manjupani, but Manjupani, like, because of the Dubai injury, he's been playing more on that uh, 
Kachaki line with Lindholm. Yeah. So uh, Backlund really hasn't had like too too many like good chances to excel at his game. I think maybe in a couple more games, hopefully, um, it might be time to switch up the lineup. Yeah. Do you, Do you think we're seeing changes on Saturday, like tomorrow? Yeah. Let's get into Saturday's game. Um. Well, I want there to be changes, but I don't think we'll see him. I think <laughs> I think uh, he's just going to try trusting in his lineup that he's made already. Um he, he's so adamant on that like one lineup. Like, bro, you can there's so many different options that he can he can make with that one lineup. Instead of keeping keeping the lineup the same, he can restructure it so like the team doesn't underperform. Yeah, exactly, and I think uh, I think we should be seeing Dubé here in the next uh, game or two. He is, I'm pretty sure he's traveling yeah, with the he, team. Yeah, he traveled with the team. Yeah, he didn't play uh, on Mon- against Montreal, but uh, the he first game against like Montreal. Yeah, yeah, but he was with the team, so he should be good to go next game. I think um, he was skating. There was yeah, reports that he was, he was skating, skating so. on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. I but think I, he might play in the game against Winnipeg on the first. Yeah, if not the second game against uh, Montreal, I think he should play the next game after that. Yeah, the the, the schedule in February is kind of hectic. Like, we, yeah, were we had a... Winnipeg in the first week three times, and then Edmonton, and then Winnipeg again, and then Vancouver four times, and then Edmonton in a back-to-back. And then Toronto twice, and then Ottawa twice. It's crazy. yeah, it's crazy. Um, we had a five day break, and then they go with this. I don't know how how the, the league five is. day break early on in the season. It it it, uh, it, it was mind boggling, but like at the same time, I don't really know if it was beneficial per se. Like people were saying, it gave us more time to practice. It gave the team more time to quote unquote bond. But, like, at the same time, we didn't really see that same result we saw against Vancouver in those two games. Yeah, like, the game, I think our, our team did kind of slow down after that five-day break. You know, they, I think they lost a little bit yeah. of momentum. Yeah, like I wouldn't have mind that, uh, like, a break in the middle of the season because it is going to be a lot hectic, hectic of a season, you know, a lot more games in a lot shorter of time. Yeah. A five-day break, if possible, they would have. Be a lot better in the, the middle. Longest, of the... the longest break we have in our schedule in the next four months is it's it's only three days. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I'm pretty sure, like these five days, you know, they could have benefited, you know, spreading out a couple games. Yeah, but yeah, true, true. But then, how about Kachuk absolutely riling up the Maple Leafs fans? Oh yeah, that uh, <laughs> that was. <laughs> I don't even know. What do you think about it? The, the Campbell thing. It's not even... Honestly, look, Kachuk meant to be there. Like, he, he was there because he meant to be there. It's not like he didn't mean to be there in front of the net. Like, he was there because he knew that there was a chance that, like, he could mm-hmm. fall on the guy. But he doesn't care. Like, I don't think he cares. But I, I know for... Like, I know pretty, I'm pretty sure, like, the guy wasn't trying to, like, hurt the goalie. Like, he's not trying to purposely, like, you know, some people are like, he was purposely jamming his uh, knee or something like that into uh, Cassie Campbell. Not Cassie Campbell. I just, (laughs) um, but yeah, he wasn't trying to hurt their goalie. It's, it's, 
you know what it is? It's not just the fans, it's their media too. It's not, it's, yeah. that's what I saw about the, the like Toronto media. It's just like Steve Dangle per se. He called it. Oh, that. Like what? Yeah, I watched, I watched that video <laughs> and the video he posted on his YouTube he, he and got literally so triggered over that. half the video, like for the first seven minutes of the video, all and he him, did was just talk yeah. about Kachuk. That's what Kachuk does. He sits Rent in people's free, head. Yeah, exactly. You might not want to think he does, like, but he does. Clearly, he does. Yeah, my my whole my whole opinion on the situation is when when Kachuk drove the net, like we all know, he's a net front net front presence. That's where yeah, he exactly. gets all the dirty goals he gets. Like he he wasn't a stick battle with Brody in front of the net. I'm I'm he he wasn't a stick battle. He did get pushed down, but the th- I'm not saying it was purpose. It, it, it was an ac- It was an accident, or if he did it on purpose, I'm just saying in that situation when you're ge- when you're in a stick battle, and let's just say you get pushed onto the goalie, what are you gonna do? You're obviously gonna brace for impact. Although yeah, exactly. People do say he lifted his leg. I I don't I don't I, I don't th- that's that's just irrational. I don't think yeah, but- he purposely pulled his leg up and tried to drive Campbell's head into the ice like what yeah you gotta think about it this way like there's like between the second he it's a second between him being pushed and falling like there's no no one's gonna go through that second and be like oh here's my chance I'm going to use my knee and hurt this guy and Cam- his the goalie their injury wasn't even because well we don't know exactly the parameters of their injury but he was uh he was Hurting before uh, even that that yeah, situation absolutely. happened. Yeah, yeah, and then won. yeah, and then some fans were calling for like him being suspended <laughs> and stuff. Like there was, there's two things here. First of all, if if it was an actual dirty play, which I don't think it was. I don't think he was trying to hurt him. He was there on purpose in front of the net because that's what he does. He blocks the goalie. He he's there to be a pest. He's there to be annoying. Absolutely. But that's how that's how he played. That's how why he's such a good player, right? And so, I don't think like the refs didn't call anything. Maybe they didn't see anything. Okay, let's just let's just say they didn't see anything. But if the league actually thought he he was being a dirty player, he was actually yeah, trying he, to hurt was the goalie. Yeah, he if there was intent to injure, he would have had a meeting or he would have been suspended or something would happen. Nothing happened. So the league obviously didn't think that was a dirty play. Yeah, even, so I don't even know how you get a penalty for that. Like exactly, it's just, it's just crazy. And then, right and then the fans calling for like the Leafs fans calling for suspension. Saw a bunch of people on Twitter calling for him to be suspended. <laughs> yeah, there was I... there was the play. I believe it was the same game. It might have been the one yeah, before. The, um, yeah, exactly. Right, right there. I know, like, you might call, I there was a, I believe it was against Vancouver. I'm not 100% sure, but there was that one hit, uh, Hannafin. They, they kind of looked like that, but it was a little bit, they weren't moving as fast. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a, it was a dirty play. He got a penalty for it. Hannafin did. Um, like, it could have been a suspension because he did the hits. The, I can't remember who he hit, but the, the guy is a, had did kind of hit the boards in an awkward position. You know, yeah. someone could call that for intent to injure, maybe give a game suspension if you really wanted to. But yeah, I believe like fine. that, going back to the, uh, Simmons hit, 
that was a lot more of a dirty play yeah. than Kachuk's play. Like hundred percent. I didn't see anybody talk about that on Twitter apart from exactly, exactly. Like, nobody no, was talking no about Leaf that fan. hit. No Leaf fan. I didn't see like, anyone talking about it. Like, if you're going to call a spade a spade, you have to talk about every situation in the game. Like, you're not just going to call one play and call that dirty. But on the other yeah, hand, and... you have your player trying to blatantly... Well, I'm not... <laughs> I'm exaggerating it. But blatantly hit hit Manjapani into the board. Like, he got a penalty for that. Kachuk didn't get a penalty for the Campbell thing. Like, what are you trying to prove with that whole thing? Yeah, and exactly. There was another play. Um, it was on uh, Gaudreau. Uh, he was on like a partial breakaway. I believe it was like a one-on-one. And then Tavares was coming up from behind oh, him. Yeah, the... And then yeah, he yeah, hits the him on the... Yeah, it was like a partial breakaway. Tavares takes a stick and he slashes Johnny's hand so he can't actually make a shot properly. And there was absolutely no call there. But you yeah, never see any Leafs that's, fan that's actually talking about something like that. That's been the situation since Johnny came in the league. Like, yeah, I'll throw it Johnny. Back to, I'll throw it back to twenty the twenty sixteen seventeen season, where in a game against Minnesota he was on a breakaway, and then Eric Stahl from behind kept on slashing him, and I think no Gaudreau was out with a wrist injury for like I think it was five to six games, and no, yeah, Johnny, that. Johnny has always been like uh, someone who's been targeted and stuff, but like. There's he he has been one of the lead leaguers at drawing penalties. Him and Kachuk have yeah. drawn. I think uh, I think both of them are in top five, with some like yeah. guys like Connor McDavid. Like Since, they're uh, amazing at drawing penalties. Seventeen. Uh, Kachuk's. I think I I think Kachuk's third, or I think he's like second in drawing penalties, and then uh, Gaudreau's fifth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Both five. of them are amazing players at drawing out. They do it in two different ways. Kachuk is that pass <laughs> like we talked about before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. he baits you into, you know, he he creates that anger and yeah. he baits you into drawing a penalty. And then Johnny, just because he, he his speeds and his hand, he's just able to like slice through people and then Yeah. They just kinda have to uh, you know <laughs> slash him on the hand. The yeah. <laughs> That's their it's, only resort uh, to try to stop Johnny at this point. Yeah, but Johnny, Johnny's been crazy. Him and yeah. Moni, both of them have kind of really, really good start. I believe this is their best start yet of of any of their seasons. I, I saw a stat on Twitter. Um, I believe this uh to f- how how many games it took Johnny to get to four goals. I believe this season it was five games, and then even last the eighteen nineteen last season I believe it was like eighteen games, and then even the eighteen nineteen season like he's eight. outperforming. In the beginning, um, believe it took eight games in the eighteen nineteen season. So yeah, Johnny's been killing off. it. Johnny has four goals, four assists, and six games. And then uh, Monty has seven, uh, four goals, and then three assists. Uh, no, no, sorry, five assists and three goals in six games. So like, I I wouldn't really say. I mean. It's too early on in the season, but at the same time, in a 56-game season, there's no really early parts of the season because, yeah. like, you can't really say it's early in the season because, like, this season's going to go by like this. Yeah, it and really then, is. Uh, I think jo- Johnny coming back is a good thing for the team and for himself because he, he's, in a way, he's sort of giving that, He's sort of ma- saying, uh, giving that "fu" to the Flames 
Well, not really. The Flames. His doubters, Eric really. Francis. Yeah. Eric Francis is <laughs> the only doubter. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, I, I, I think Gaudreau is back. You can say it's the Gaudreau Revenge Tour this year. <laughs> um, he, he's been so good. Like, easily in the six games so far, he's been one of our best players. Yeah, he's he's hundred percent been our best player. You know, he he's on a six game point streak, which is yeah crazy. Yeah, but there's always he that tied for tenth in points. And yeah, in, I saw yeah. that in league history. Uh, sorry, not league franchise yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but he's been he's been doing really really well. Like, there's always that uh, that uh, like the flames are very able to start. Like in some games, yeah, but like in the season as total, like we usually never have. A strong start to the season. It's always yeah, absolutely. Like the yeah, later half, historically, historically, yeah. But our top guys are going. Like Johnny has eight, Monty has seven. Like Lindholm they, they've been going. Points. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, Monty, I believe uh, it was one of the Toronto games. He had like eleven ch- uh, chances to score or something. Uh, high danger, not high danger chances, but like uh, scoring chances so, in yeah. one game. Which was uh, crazy. So yeah, Monty's think, been picking it up as Johnny too. Yeah, M- Monty's been nice as well. Like, okay, of of course, of course, there's the there's the one side of his game that we all want to see, like his defensive side and him retrieving pucks and being faster. But at the same time, Monahan's not that type of player. Yeah, like, exactly. You get one thing from Monahan: you get his goal scoring ability. Or you get his lackluster defensive play. That's what we saw last season. They yeah, tried exactly. To move I... him. They tried to move him to be a def- more more a defensive minded player, as fans would would like. But we also lost that scoring touch for Monahan. But this year we've kind of seen it that the that they're trying to not really like implement implement the defense in their game. They're, they're trying to implement it, but at the same time, they're not trying to take away their offensive game. Yeah, I do think that Jeff Ward has somewhat learned. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's somewhat learned <laughs> that yeah. Monaghan is that goal scorer. Like, and, like, there's always, like, someone to be hating, but, like, you don't need Monaghan to be that, like, amazing two-way forward, like, like, like Patrice Bergeron. Bergeron. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, he can score goals. He's shown that he said he scored at least twenty a goals. Twenty goal scorer, yeah, exactly, and that's what you need. You need that to win. So, like, he's an amazing player. Like, you don't need that line, especially like that with Johnny and Monty. They're not the best defensive players, obviously. But you, so you don't need that line to be playing the defense. But you got to use that line in that certain way. You got to give yeah. them the offensive start. Absolutely. Like we have that shutdown line. Like if 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 you look at our team right now. The, you can take that Gaudreau, Monaghan, and then uh, Simone Levo, or however, however, however they alternate the players. Like that line can permanently be our scoring line, and then after that, we have the Lindholm, Kachuk, and for now Manjapani, and then Dubé. That can be our shutdown line. Like that, like when Backlund was on that line, they were the shutdown line in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like that, that line could easily be our shutdown line, and the Gaudreau line can be our scoring line. I don't know how hard that is. I I do think like um with his with Jeff Ward's uh want to create three lines, three different lines like that. Johnny line obviously is your scoring line, yeah. but the other two with the with the the Chucky line and the the third line with Backlund on it, 
they're both they've got some good players who are able to play that like shutdown hockey and so they they could be your you know that harder defensive zone battles for both of those lines and then having Johnny more Johnny's line more in the offensive zone you know to create create more plays and stuff yeah that's the thing the the Johnny line needs more offensive starts that's what we've literally been asking for and it should happen like we have seen them getting more offensive zone starts but not as many as we'd like but yeah at the same time, they're still producing, so <laughs> that's all we really need. But at the same time, if if anything were to change for that line, I think Jeff. Well, I I don't really know if Jeff's gonna do this, but the one thing that needs to change for that line is they need to get more offensive zone starts. Yeah, and I think well, talking about them, but I would I just want to talk about like. So I don't I haven't really liked Levo and Simone. Well, Levo was a little bit better, but like they're not the real player. I don't think they're that player to be able to play on that top line. Like Simone yeah. and Levo, I don't think it's working. You Levo, could give them a couple Levo, more chances. I I don't really think Levo's been given that chance per se, because we saw him get shoved on the fourth line when Lucic got brought yeah. up to the third line in the Toronto game. And then, what are you going to do? Why, like, why are we constantly seeing Jeff promote a guy like Lucic up to the line, whereas guys like Levo, who, who need to get the chances in order, to, in order to produce, they aren't getting those chances. Like, at the same time, sure, they need, to, they need to run away with their opportunity, but at the same time, if they aren't getting that opportunity, what are they going to do? Yeah, but I, I was thinking if this three-line system doesn't work, I would love to see, like, Chucky go up that top line. We have seen it a little bit. Uh, so, Chucky yeah, with yeah. Johnny and Moni. I believe it's it after... It, it was in the preseason of eighteen nineteen. Yeah, but I I have noticed a little bit that he has sent him out for a shift or two. Yeah, like yeah after, I, I, I've seen I after, like, like, a penalty twice. kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, after a penalty kill, he would send out, like, Chucky, Johnny, and Money all together because none of them are actually on the penalty kill and they're all fresh yeah. uh, off the bench. So, you know, they do, and they've been amazing. Like, they, they've had some really, really good shifts in that defensive zone. I do think that, like, with Johnny, Money, Chucky, you could, like, that could be your more, like, scoring line. But if you do want a yeah. shutdown line, like, Maji, Pani, back and then home, all three yeah, are would... pretty good. I two-way think players those lineups would be absolutely solid because if yeah, they and want then, to move away from that three line like 1a 1b and then 2a type thing yeah and then i don't well we i haven't seen levo too much but i don't think he could turn out to prove me wrong but i don't think he'll be that top line guy that they're trying to yeah find absolutely. for johnny money i think like him putting him on a line with Dubé and Bennett, so Dubé, Bennett, Levo, that's a really good third line that could, you know... Well, we've seen Dubé and Bennett, like, in the playoffs. Both of them were amazing. But I don't think Lucic yeah. the guy to go with there, you know, putting him in on the third line. I don't think Lucic. But right now, I don't think he should be on the team. Huh. He shouldn't even He shouldn't even be getting any playtime. Yeah, I think real. he should be scratched for... <laughs> I think there's a couple better options, you know, 
but like putting but with the fourth line like Simone Ryan I guess putting Buddy Robinson in if you don't want to call anyone up from the AHL like I mean like now that we kind of found out that the a like the Stockton Heater moving to Calgary for the season I think I think it makes it easier and it gives the team that more like that extra option if they want to call up players like it's because they don't like the only reason why the thing was tricky before it, it it's because the players would have to do a mandatory 14 day quarantine and then after they'd have to practice for a couple of games they wouldn't get in, they wouldn't get in a couple of games for at least three yeah that's like a fourth of the season gone like, like that that just basically yeah literally and now that the he are moving to Calgary for this season. I, I it's kind of a beneficial thing. Yeah, it does. I do think like we 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 might see some sort of call ups now. Like they actually have the opportunity. They don't have to, you know, make a guy sit on the sidelines for like two weeks to even longer. You know, um, yeah. It should be a benefit that the Heat are playing in Calgary this season. You know, um. I do think I think they are gonna move back to Stockton after the season if things get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna happen. I believe I think they better, do yeah. have an another year in their contract with the Stockton. I believe it was a two year. I'm not I'm such I, sure. I think they have two. So I don't know how that two. works. They yeah, I remember year. something yeah. about that. Um, yeah, the thing that I'm kind of curious about is how are three hockey club is going to work in the same arena. Like, I know they have different locker rooms. Like, they have the Hitman locker room. They have one for the Roughnecks. They have one for the Flames. But at the same time, like, how are they going to minimize the contact? Because, like, yesterday the WHL announced that they're coming back, like, for for the all the Albertan yeah. teams. And then uh, yesterday also we got the news from the AHL that the Stockton Heat are moving to Calgary. So, like, I don't know how that's going to work. Either I think they might play the Hitman at the Max Bell Center. I don't know how that would work. But then... Yeah, I, I was just about to say, I think I they know. might... I don't know if they will play all three clubs in the same area. I would think maybe even sending the Heat to the other arena, like the Max Bell Arena. That could work, but it's not as good as the Dome, obviously. Yeah. They're gonna have to yeah, figure something out. Yeah. This management group. Yeah, I, I think I think the most reasonable thing would be yeah. to move the hitman there, but at the same time, I, I I don't really know how that would work. So I think they just might run the three clubs in the in the dome, but I don't know how that would work. I, I uh, don't. Yeah, wise. I don't think that so, would yeah. uh, you know be very safe. You know, like basically, if one club gets. A positive case and that basically ruins two weeks for all three clubs i would assume they'd all three have to quarantine yeah yeah like we've already seen the different like uh things going on in the league like first the stars had to quarantine like they didn't play a game for like a whole week and a half and then there's the blackhawks shutting down their stuff and then there's like the panthers it's just all I mean, I'm not saying it won't happen in Canada, but as of now, the things going down corona wise are in America yeah. for the NHL. 
Like I have Vancouver did like, have some like per, well, something to do with it. They had to quarantine a couple of people, but yeah, but, I don't think there was any yeah, positive yeah, yeah, cases. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. JT, it was JT Miller and then Jordan. But I don't think yeah. that either of them had positive cases. Yeah. I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, I think they were just. I think they were just isolating for precautionary reasons. Oh, because they might have come in contact with someone that tested positive. Um, just got announced. Nick Fiala got suspended three games. For boarding that oh, yeah. Kevin Fiala, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw that, yeah. And then, now we know why Kachuk didn't <laughs> get suspended. <laughs> At this point, I'm just trolling Leafs fans. Sorry, if, if any of the Leafs fans are listening, I'm sorry. Did you see the other Wait, guy? The, the other guy, they said the picture on Instagram. Yeah, oh, the, the guy... Walker? It was like a bloodied face. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Just, his face got busted. Yeah, he got a he got yeah, a slap I, shot to I the face. It. <laughs> imagine, imagine if that yeah, was from a Shane like Weber's Shane slap Weber. shot. Though. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy, Shane Weber's slap shot would like hundred miles per hour. It's crazy though, but like, I don't know. Like right now we're like what six games? How many games into the season? Six games. How are how are you feeling about the all Canadian division? Are you getting tired of it? I, like seeing, like, no, I'm not tired all of it. Over well, again? some of, I've watched a lot more games this season than I usually do. I usually just focus on mm-hmm. the Flames, but like whenever I have some free time, I'll throw in a game. But like some of these games, like there was this one, um, the I believe it was the Toronto Edmonton game a couple days ago, um. You would think, like, with the McDavid and Matthews and all, like, Nylander, Marners, like, all these guys, you'd, you'd mm-hmm. think it'd be, like, a excited game. It wasn't – it was not that exciting to watch. But, like, some of these games have been a lot more exciting to watch, you know. So, I do think, like, there there will be – it's hard to see a guy, like – well, like, I'm going to talk about Kachuk here. But, like, cause there's always going to be something interesting going on with Kachuk. You're seeing these guys – Nine, ten yeah, times. Absolutely. Both of them. Yeah, Brady, Brady he, and he's Matthew. been stirring some shit up too. The fight against uh McEwen and then he chirped. Yeah, he's Brady been he's been throw, throwing a couple punches here and there too. Like um both like these are the type of yeah. player that like a team would love to have, but they hate to play against. Like that's the that's what Kachuk's both of them are. Yeah, yeah. They're they're horrible to play against, but when you have them on your team. It's like it's so much fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like the thing, like I, I, I don't know if I don't know if I'll get tired of the all Canadian division because like it's the same teams all over again. But right now, there's entertainment yeah, there is. all around the league, even though it's the same two teams playing each other for like three years. I do yeah, games. I do like these like divisions, but I don't think this should be like they just play within their it's like going on next year, maybe a couple years down the road. Like I don't think that this all Canadian like just playing Canadian teams type thing. I don't know how Yeah. But it but it's honestly cool though. It like brews new rivalries. Like Toronto, like we only ever play We're gonna have... two times a year. But this time it's not. We're gonna times. have a rivalry with every team, <laughs> with yeah, all these Canadian teams. Like now, the Toronto fans hate us. Minton hate us. Vancouver hates us. <laughs> well, like 
the only the well, I I don't really know if Montreal hates us per se, but I wouldn't really knock them off. Montreal the not yet. yet. Well, no, but no, no, no. If if like like the uh, yesterday's game, there was that Kachuk. Thing yeah, he did uh, have a kind of a fight. I think I think Canadians. I, I did. Were yeah, I saw on Instagram and Twitter, there. but so, it, like, it was a little bit chirping. Not as much as like the the Leafs and their Edmonton the fans, game, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's starting. We'll see him another what eight times, I believe. <laughs> um, so there'll be some something will go down. Yeah, something will no, go seven down. More like... Yeah, yeah. The thing, I okay. Let's count. The friendship tour has reached Winnipeg. Oh yeah, Winnipeg too. Edmonton, kind uh, of. Yeah, Vancouver, and then Toronto, and then you could say Montreal. So the only spot, well, Ottawa, I don't really He's not going to fight his own brother. You wouldn't think. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine. You never know. They're both players like that. (laughs) That that honestly be the best part of the whole all-Canadian division if it ever happened. Like nothing would beat that moment if both of them fought each other. But yeah, if Matthew Kachuk, if you're hearing this, you better <laughs> fight Brady in the first game against Ottawa. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I just want to talk what about were you these gonna defensive say? pairings for a bit here. I just, just yeah, wow. yeah. Hannafin Panis, that's really all it is. Um, they've been obviously our best pairing. They haven't let a 5-on-5 goal. They haven't let one in yet. They haven't been scored on. Yeah, they're top four in the league in uh, terms of like goals, like yeah. the goals against or like goals for. Like they're top four in, in terms of that, in terms of like defensive pairings. So going into the season, I I was, I'll, I'll raise my hand no, and say I was one I of was the doubters too. of Tanev, one of the many doubters of Tanev. And then he's he's like met my expectations and gone over them. Like, I thought I thought that pairing was gonna be bad because Anderson wasn't there, but then now that Dio and Erasmus pairing is struggling, and then Hannafin and Tanev are going off. Like I will give credit where credit is due. Hannafin is most likely one of our best defensemen right defensemen yeah. right now. I would say it's right now, like the last six teams, it is Tanev right now. I think Hannafin is a close second. Um. But I think Anderson. But like, what? What about that third pairing, though? Eh, he, he had a good first couple games. Almack. So he didn't put. Uh, he, he didn't put up like the points you'd want to see. Yeah. Like, but he is a rookie. Like, but he had a couple like you know smart plays in those first couple games. But in the last couple, um, he's been breaking yeah. down a little bit more. You know, I think. Yeah, like. I don't really know. It's time. No, I don't think it's time. The rookie, Valimaki, like, like the guy came back. The guy's the guy came back from a whole ACL injury. Like, it's it's just like six games into the season. I'm not blaming Valimaki for anything yet. If anything, sure, that line has been shaky, but they're not that bad. But at the same time, they've been yeah. struggling. I do want to see because the top line with you and Anderson struggling, the Val Mackey line struggling. I wouldn't mind 
maybe not right now. If they continue struggling for another couple of days, uh, another couple of games, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of a change up. Maybe putting Val Mackey with Rasmus Anderson and Gio with uh, Nestorov. I don't know. Yeah, eh, that, yeah, I that's really the thing. The Nestorov and Gio pairing work. completely. I don't, I think it's time we Gio has put up a couple. Of, you know, he's made a couple of mistakes in the last couple of days. Ugh. I it's, I don't yeah. think he's still an amazing player. He's thirty seven, for a thirty seven year old, he's an amazing player, you know. But I do think it's time we we stop giving him that like twenty twenty five minute games, and I think we lower down his time, you yeah. know, to more yeah. of a little bit more easier shift. He's still an amazing player. He can still do he. He's at the top tier. Like he's all. Like every yeah, he's every still he's still the best player, year, like best like the best top. fit player in our team. But I think it it might be it might be time to lower his minutes. But 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 I what I was thinking is like last year we saw when they split up the the Noah Hannafin and Han, uh and Hamnick line, they put Hannafin with uh Anderson, and I do think that went yeah that I think just because better. you know yeah. I think. Hannafin learned something from Anderson somehow. I'd say, you know, that pairing. Yeah, Hanna, he did learn a few things. We have seen him. We, we've seen Hannafin play better in the D zone this year. Yeah, he's he been so much better defensively, and I think he did. Pick yeah, up and like you know, having someone like Tanev, to you know, Tanev somehow has been amazing. I I had my doubts. Yeah. T- Everyone has yeah, their doubts, everyone you know, paying this guy four and a half million dollars. Because, like, essentially, essentially going into the season, we all thought he was that quote-unquote replacement for Brody, which he wasn't. Anderson was. And then we all thought that Tanev, it, it was going to be the exactly, yep. and Hamannick thing all over again. But, like, now that we look at it six games into the season, it's... Like, just how Tanev was with Hughes last year and how, how well Hughes did. With the and how Hughes is struggling. Well, not I wouldn't really say struggling. He, he, he's, he's, he's playing good, but not at that same level. Exactly. But he's playing I with think... Hamnick. So, like, what, what yeah, does it tell you? I there? don't want to say it exactly, but uh, it might have been him. It might have been Hamnick who, who is bringing down some of these guys. I, I would like to... I, I'm not taking away from Hamannick at all, but like at the same time, when Hamannick and Hannafin were appearing, Hamannick kind of brought down. Yeah, the the defensive, they they weren't really good defensively, and their offensive impact wasn't that great. So, yeah, so it, was it like wasn't minus good at all. So, but breaking apart did work. You know, with Anderson and Hannafin, that's what I was trying to think. With you know, maybe yeah. putting on a line uh, with putting Val Mackey with Anderson, you know, that could work. But then, yeah, maybe. I, your top line would become Hannafin and Tanev because you don't want to give the rookie too many <clears throat> too many minutes, you know. But I think I think we so we did see Val yeah, Mackey kill it in uh, Europe. He he was basically a point per game, so I I think. You know, if he yeah. can, if he can, you know, slow things down, like you know, like like not make those like uh silly mistakes. You know, he did go to the penalty box like two or three times in the last couple of games. 
Yeah, la- yeah. He went like twi- uh, three times last, like, I think it was against Montreal. Yeah. I think he had like two. Yeah, two I'm, three I'm not sure about the exact number, but I think if he's able to settle it down, him and Anderson <laughs> would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, him and Anderson, that'd be amazing. I like Anderson on the power play somehow worked. It's been really good. Yeah. Anderson on the power play is so good. Like on the first power play unit, Anderson, like the clap, the clapper that he that had was... yesterday. That I mean, it it was a yeah. Good it went goal, uh, but it through like the five hole and then it slowed down. Yeah, yeah, it slipped in. Yeah, but like, damn, Ra- like the f- top unit. I I love the top unit. The second I unit think could use some what work. it is. They, I, you gotta get Lucic off that second unit. Like they did for a bit, but then they put him back on with the Dubé. <laughs> He's that. But, but we He's have so many good players, like that middle six players that are able. Yeah, you know, like Backlund, Mandzukic, Dubé, like those three. Like, and then you could. Yeah. Like they're already on it. Like let let's look at it. It's Backlund. Uh, it's Mandzukic. Well, no, I, I I don't remember if Mandzukic's on it. It's Mandzukic. Uh, Dubé, well, not Dubé right now. Uh, well, right now they're using Levo on that power play. So essentially, it was Dubé, and then it was uh, Lucic, and then it was Gio. I think the two pieces that need to come off of that whole thing are um, uh, Gio. I think Gio, you could replace. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Hannafin I want to see right Hannafin. Now. I want to see if he's able to do that. You know, he he was. He's supposed to be that like really high offensive guy. Um, I want to see if he's yeah. able to, mm-hmm. you know, be able to you know take over that second power play. Yeah, and then and then obviously the second piece to come off of that power play. Yeah, so obviously having a line with like Manjupani, Backlund, Dubé. Obviously, those three are given. You have to have all three. Yeah, and I was thinking Bennett, Bennett and, and then well. Hannafin. Hannafin as your defensive. Yeah, that I don't mind you there. Pair. He's had some his the first three games with you. But like as of now, G Geo on the second power play unit and just five on five in general hasn't been. Yeah, it has been a bit good. uh different, I think. You know, Geo, I think he, he he's still there like defensively. He lost a little bit of an offensive game. But he is still an amazing player. He should be mm-hmm. able to, you know, pick up his five five game again. Yeah, he he should. But I mean, it's it's too early on in the season. I I will look at it more in in like five to yeah. ten, five to six. More I don't games. think it's time to give up on Gio. I think it's time to give up on Lucic though. Um, off the power play at least. Um, instead, I would think even if you don't want Benny on the second power play, you know, he hasn't been touched. He's had a couple of good shifts with uh, Backlund, but he's been okay. But uh, yeah. having a guy like Levo, he could be a good, you know, guy in front of the net or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, now that we look at it, I think the power play has been honestly one of the positives from yeah, our they're showing the last three games. how good they are. This is this is how they're supposed to perform like that. Those yeah. that top line, uh, the uh, top power play, sorry, um, with Johnny, Monty, Linton, Kachak, Anderson, like all five of these guys are now showing what they can actually do, what their potential actually is. Yeah, like 
I, I get why people are frustrated after the three games, but let's let let's not count out this team this early. Like the only like you even saw on my Twitter, I I was kind of negative, but I wasn't negative towards the team. I was more more so negative. Yeah, Jeff Ward hasn't been using this team properly. I don't think. Like we went on early on in the podcast, like he hasn't been using. He hasn't been deploying players properly. Like we already, we already saw that Lucic blunder in the third last thirty seconds of the Maple Leafs games game on Tuesday, and then it's just, it's just how stubborn he is to change the lineups. Like in uh, seventeen eighteen, yeah. Glenn Gulliton was the coach. <laughs> My guy didn't do jack to change anything. He had Troy, Troy Brower. On a power play unit, and like, ugh. yeah, it's I've seen a couple things on Twitter uh, referencing him to going back to like how he's uh, he's unwilling to change like he uh, Gunson was. Um, well, it's yeah, it's really up to Ward to see how this team performs. I think like your top guys are going; that's not even a problem. Like Lindholm, yeah. Chucky, like all these guys are all going, and. Um, it's just that back end of the group that needs a more kick kick in the legs. I think, well, not really kick in the legs. We don't want to oh, hold yeah. situation um, to happen here again. I think you just gotta, you know, <laughs> tweak with that those that bottom six. Like um you know, like especially that fourth line, you gotta yeah, you gotta either absolutely. put put someone on there like Buddy Robinson. I think just just to try it. You at this point you just gotta try something. You know, it is still early yeah. in the season, but like I don't want Derek Ryan just sitting Absolutely. there with Lucic. Feel bad for the guy. <laughs> Lucic, I think he he is a good player. Yeah, like, like Lucic, if he's just he's lost his. Yeah, like we saw it. Like we saw it in the playoffs. Like the my guy had a yeah six, game which is crazy. But it's it's he's he's smart. We'll give him like he 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 can understand how the game's going, how it's playing, but he's not able to do what he wants but to do. He just. Like, yeah, he's not he's not able to do like he he costs us the puck yeah. half of the time, like he can't. Well, he we know he's that physical player, but we haven't. Yeah, seen he he really other. needs to. I think more focus on that physical part of his game, like he, focus on the physical and defensive part yeah. of his game. Really, if you could somehow do it, but he is. Uh... Yeah, like we don't need the goal scoring machine Milan Lucic from his yeah, Boston Bruins days that Jeff. Ward I think that's why he keeps trying back. to put him up. Because like we don't, we we know. He's I think not he's trying to get him back yeah, up to those. He's not 2011 days. Boston Bruins days, like bro, like okay, I I know Jeff Ward was with uh, Lucic in Boston, but come on now, he's not that Milan that was on the Bruins in the 2011 Cup cup winning team like yeah he's not that same Lucic he's more so of that he's more so of that stay back like like now all we (laughs) do is running around well not really he's more so power walking around the ice (laughs) but like I I don't know like it's either that or you just don't play Lucic like we're so limited with the amount of options we have on our taxi squad that like the only real option that we have to replace Which sucks. is Buddy Robinson. We've signed so many guys, and, they're, like, and our only option 
estuvo Buddy Rogers en él. Like, like, for sure, we didn't really want to stick guys like Glenn Gordon and Matthew Phillips on the taxi squad because they wouldn't really get any games to play. But now that the Heat are in Calgary, I think, I, I swear to God, if Jeff doesn't at least bring up a guy like Glenn Gordon or Matthew Phillips to try out on the um, fourth line, it's just, it's just going to yeah, be a Yeah, both of them killed it in Stockton in last year. So... They they they've had you know a couple yeah. years of experience down there. I think it might be time to at least bring up one if you. Yeah, like essentially, Lucic is. Well, I'm not like I I've ranted on Lucic this whole this whole podcast. Don't get me wrong. I love Lucic when he's going off. I love Lucic any day when he's like playing at that level. We know he can. But when Lucic is getting used, like he's a 20-goal scorer, Milan Lucic, like he was on Boston, that's the thing that... Yeah, exactly. That's, that, that's what's wrong. Like, I don't mind... Like, I, he's just not that, like, that guy he was back then. And I don't think Jeff Ford gets that. Yeah, like, like I, 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 I know what he means to guys in the locker room, but, like, at the same time, he's more of an anchor... Then he is a good thing for the lineup. He could he could bounce back. You know, he did have two goals in the last two games. But like, are we are we really basing it off of those two goals though? Because I at at this point in the season, I, I don't really think he can like go back to that playoff Lucic we saw with Bennett and Yes, yeah, even in the playoffs like, though, I'm... like that line was killing it. But I don't think he'll be he'll be able to, you know, go back to that that's what he was doing at least in the playoffs or even in 2011 and I don't think Jeff Ford gets that it's yeah he's exactly still, he's still reminiscing he... about the cup winning days <laughs> 10 years ago man Come Lucic on, move, you know at it. most is your fourth line guy like he... nothing more he should be nothing you know more. like he him be treated if Nothing he's able more. to, you know, put up that, uh, like that, he's able to solidify his defense a little bit more, um, and you know, be able to throw a couple of hits, you know, you know, be that type of guy. Like he'd be an amazing fourth line guy. Yeah, yeah. If he's the guy who that brought, him, brought in to be, him in to be, like he, he'll be like, you know how like there's always that like saying like you need the energy like and without the fans like like you need guys to be able to. Yeah. Yeah, that that's was just Jeff absolute, Ward said the other day. Yes, though the thing that Jeff Ward said last night, he was like, "Oh, we didn't, we didn't really get to a good start because the fans weren't, fans aren't in the arena and shit like that." No, no shit, my guy. But, you, but you, you know what's funny? That energy to play. You know what's run. funny? Like we were in Montreal. Fans. I saw it on Instagram. We were in oh, Montreal. No one would have been cheering <laughs> for you, anyways. <laughs> Oh, like I don't know what Jeff's expecting at this point, but like, sure. <laughs> Sometimes, this I, guy. I, I I don't know. Like you, you have to create that emotion. No fan is gonna give you that emotion to play. Like, sure, emo- fans are a big part, but like on the road, you don't really have that that like fan bit. Well. There are fan. There is that fan base yeah. of Flames fans in Montreal. I'm not saying there isn't, but 
you don't really get that same atmosphere without like even with or without fans you have to create that emotion that emotion doesn't yeah exactly you just gotta play it like fans. it's a away game there was never gonna be any fans like there'll be like a couple there here and there but like it's it's Montreal like that's the Canadian city yeah. and so they're gonna obviously cheer for their city um I don't know what Jeff Ford was trying to say there like he so like yeah like I was saying you need a guy to you know when you're down a goal you need a guy like to you know, like get you back into mm-hmm. this game, like, like the energy you create, the energy like a guy like Lucic should be able to do that. But like, yeah, we've heard he's like a, a good guy in the locker room that. and stuff. Like, yeah, obviously, I love to hear that. But yeah, like, that but that's what we brought him in for to be able to create too. the energy. You know, get the guys going. You know, throw a big hit just to yeah. you know try to bring that uh, momentum back onto your side when it's not. Yeah, like we even saw it in the playoffs. Like that one game where he fought Nathan Bolu, it brought back the emotion. I think it was. Yeah, it might have been. Four in that part. Yeah, exactly. You need you need a guy Stuff who's like able that. to, you know, switch yeah. up energy back to you. And I think Lucic could be that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then yeah, I really think that's it. Like that, 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 yeah, exactly. Not be holding back this team at this point. So, like, how are we honestly about Mark? We haven't had a goalie in years. It's just Kiprasov. That's the last guy I can remember. I know, yeah. Before that, I'd never seen any goalie. (laughs) Yeah, like, we've like since Kiprasov, we've gone through let's let let's 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 list the goalies Joey McDonald, Red O'Bara. Uh, Kari Ramo, Jonas Hiller, Chad Johnson, Brian Elliott, Mike Smith, that's eight. Sam Talbot. That's there, I'm pretty sure it's probably more. <laughs> We're forgetting gone through. There's probably more that I haven't listed that I'm probably forgetting. From. Yeah. Oh, Yoni Ortio. Honestly, nine. that's nine. Nine, we've gone through nine to yeah. Ten you hear the you hear the saying like you don't pay your goalie, like don't pay a goalie too much. It's it's, it's yeah, yeah um, because like goalies are the most unpredictable. Like they can have a god year one year and then be the worst goalie. In the yeah, league. but the, we've seen it before. <laughs> but yeah, the yeah we we have we have. Absolutely. Like when, when the Islanders signed uh, Rick DiPietro to that like yep. 12 year deal that still hasn't ended. <laughs> like that, that's just a thing that happens around the league. But absolutely, Markstrom coming in has kind of, I wouldn't really say changed the identity of the team, but it has given that team that extra, that extra, like that extra belief in, in between the pipes. Whereas, like back, like when no, you, you Mike said Mike Smith, Smith. Oh, we can't forget about Mike Smith. <laughs> I forgot Mike Smith. Okay, let's let's just say, but when Mike Smith was on this team, we all knew how shaky he was. Like the guy single handedly, <laughs> yeah, a good luck oh, that was horrible that night. Several other people, like. Like, we haven't, like, now that we have that stability in between the pipes, it's just a different, like, now we don't have heart attacks after every, like, every, every other game. 
Like exactly. who's playing? Who's playing? Who's playing? Who's playing? Like now we know we know how limited Riddick's role is gonna be. As much as like I love Riddick. I the dude the dude's a really good goalie, but I think Riddick will thrive with the limited opportunity than he did last year. Like we absolutely overused the guy, and the guy ran out of the guy ran out of gas in January. Yeah, we did see like when Ritter had some time off, you know, had a break. He was always better. He was always better with that break. So, you know, he him. I thought going into the season yeah. it'd be like a one A one B situation. I don't think it will be anymore. Yeah, Mark, Mark he, he's a starter. <laughs> Mark Strom just is the backup now, like, which is an amazing yeah. problem to have. Like, yeah, it, it's a no question. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's a blessing. Like for this team right now, it's a blessing because if either one of these goalies go down, you know you still have that. Yeah, like look at the look at the Oilers. The um, uh, that's the. They had Smitty went down for them, <laughs> and so well, uh, Koskinen has. <laughs> yeah, I think he's played nine straight or something Nito like that. He's played all their yeah, games. Yeah, he's they don't have a, another goalie to be able to you know come in and play a game. Like we, we don't either. <laughs> yeah, but really we still don't. have like a guy like Louis Domingue or like. I mean, I mean, we. Uh, <laughs> At least we have someone, be- someone Honestly, better yeah. than Mike Smith. Like, I'd much rather take Louis You know, Domingue like, than one Mike other Smith. thing I noticed, like, anytime Mike Smith went to play the puck, anytime, you know, he's, he was always like that. He was supposed to be that, you know, amazing puck, puck handler. <laughs> that gave me a heart attack. Literally anytime, <laughs> my heart would drop every time it. he went to play the puck. Like... Like even the Aginla night, like that one play he, he had fo- behind the yo, net, and, he just froze. And yeah, see, so then he I think Markstrom he's played the puck so much. He's actually he's been behind the net a lot. I think he's messed up twice. He's he's gotten yeah, rid of the puck, he, he but he's able yeah. to get back. He's able to make the saves all both times. He, he hasn't let him the goal yet. Yeah, by messing up the puck behind the net. And he's able to, you know, get back in that positioning. You know, yeah. you know, like he has that poise. He's he's calm. And like he, yeah, he just yeah, doesn't. He, he doesn't get rattled. You've never had. We've never seen him like, get pissed. Like even, like even after that Toronto game, or even he, he even could have got. He, he could have got rattled, rattled like the seven goals that went off for own the players. That game on. Yeah, literally. He, but we don't. He's see a calm. That. He's poised. He's in it. He's calm. And like he's been really good for us. But like now, now we we know we have that stability in the net where we can rely on Markstrom to make those key saves. Whereas, let's flash back two years ago, we didn't have that stability. But like, sure, Riddick was there. But when Smith was in that, we we exactly we were, we were just like praying. when it's we a two on one. I would always like when with Smith in that or anyone else in that. It's a goal. Yeah, you give I'd up. Like, like, like there's no way to make that save. He could make the save and you still he say he didn't make that save. Like but Markstrom, you don't your heart doesn't drop <laughs> when it's a two on one. Like like I think Markstrom's yeah, let in like even on the breakaway, the guy hasn't let technically he did line his goal. That wasn't a breakaway. Wasn't it? Was that I don't think that on was on the in OT, wasn't it a breakaway? No. It wasn't. 
It was two and one. No, it was a two and uh, one. I can't remember. It was a while ago. Um, yeah, but yeah, like he even stopped Marner on the break. But no, it's just he I don't think he's let in. He maybe let in one or two goals, proper goals. Where where like proper like snipe. Well, there was that Marner goal. There was that yeah, Matthews the three goal, and then the lining goal. That's it. Well, every yeah. other goal has bounced off her own players, and then the others have all been bounces. <laughs> three goals. This like, guy's crazy. Uh, I don't know. And then there's Canucks fans, and then there's Canucks fans, especially <laughs> one of my cousins. He knows who he is. He's <laughs> they're they're trolling Markstrom, which I don't know how they can. When both of their goalies are under 800, well, not really under 800, but they're under 900 in terms of save percentage. And they're, I, I don't really want to go off on Canucks fans, but they're bragging that they That's beat Ottawa. the Ottawa Senators twice. Yeah, but Ottawa was telling it <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, like, they I, had a couple I don't good games. know. Yeah, they, they won they had one, one good game. game. They've lost That's the one I watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only one yeah, I watched. Like one against Toronto. Leave him on a high. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> they they really they really, yeah, they, really uh, they really said bye after that one game. You know, but like uh, I don't know. Okay, we don't want to go off on it. Yeah, but like team, I think apart from it's, the it's been weird. Like this Canadian division. Like I didn't think Montreal would be sitting on top right now. I would think that there would be like a three or four. I, I I predicted them being... Yeah, I, I did too, but I didn't think the they'd be the top. Four, I thought oh, Toronto got this, they're going to run away with it easily. But Toronto struggled a bit too. <laughs> yeah, Montreal's yeah, going to give them a run. If Montreal can continue playing like they are, which is hard because, you know, Toffoli has yeah. like six goals and I, I'm 100% predicting a, you know, a slowdown six from him. Goals. But... Uh, they do have a lot of good players there, uh, and I, they can they can do it. Yeah, they 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 have so many good players. Like I'm actually, well, not really jealous, but we have the good players. But like I'm actually kind of jealous with how many. Good yeah, players and then they, they got have. pretty good goalie tandem uh, with Price and Allen. Price and Allen, yeah. You want to talk about goalie tandems? Uh, goalie tandems, okay. Holtby Demko, yeah, Holtby Demko, <laughs> Koskinen Smith, and then Hellebuck yeah. and Brassois for Winnipeg, and then for Ottawa it's uh, Murray and Hogberg, and then for Toronto it's Anderson and Campbell, and Montreal it's Price and Allen. For us it's Markstrom and Reddick. We always Honestly, know who, who has the worst tandem. Yeah, it's the Oilers it's have the worst tandem. But but honestly, Seven, Ottawa, Murray Ottawa. hasn't been doing really well. Anyway. Well, no, no, six. I think no, Murray's been doing well, but the yeah, he, like it's him. Ottawa, obviously. So, um, well, I, I really haven't. I haven't watched the game properly, <laughs> but his safe and stuff happened. I've I've watched I've watched their games like I've I watched their two games with uh, Vancouver like their the last mm-hmm. the one last night and the one on Wednesday I think it, it's honestly their defense giving up but I think I think they could do better the better they have they have that they have that team but like 
at the same time, we all really didn't expect Ottawa to be that good anyways. But they're Yeah, the, yo, honestly, they're like, ground. Ottawa's going to be scary in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, so Edmonton is Ottawa at Ottawa six, seven. yeah. Ottawa's at six. The rest, I, I'd put, I'd, I'd actually I put would, Vancouver at five. They don't have one solidified starter. You know, they have two really pretty good goalies. But, so, like, Hopi hasn't been good yeah. for a couple of years now. And, yeah. Yeah, he, after that Vesna winning yeah, season, he's, he's been kind of. And then Demko, kinda, he's, yeah. he's still young. I think he's, like, 25. But he did have a really good playoffs. But, uh, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I don't really think a five-game sample was big enough to let go of Markstrom. But yeah, anyways, we got Markstrom. So Vancouver's at five. Four, four to so one. Four to one. Is Honestly, because there's. Hellebuck, if we're talking about pairing, there's Anderson Campbell. Yeah, yeah. If we're talking about no, goalie I mean, tandem, goalie I think Hellebuck and uh, well, the yeah Winnipeg is next because. Bressois. I think no. I think I think I have yeah. Toronto next. Actually, yeah, maybe Toronto. I think I've per- Toronto because because Anderson's been shaky and Campbell Campbell's been good, but at the same time, I don't. But I Anderson don't will get Toronto. better. But right now, I think they're next. And I think they're four. Three yeah. would be Winnipeg, and then I think yeah, and I then think I think us is two is Canadian the one. Or do you think us is one? You okay? The Canadians one. Canadians one. I think, I think, I think Canadians could be. I think we could be third. Well, I I don't really know. I think I think I I love. But it's the, it's the tandem, both but of like, them. I don't really know. I yeah. That's why I think we're ahead. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I and then all I, I think anyone say Price and Housing is one for now at least. Montreal at one. Yeah, Price, and yeah, then they got a really good backup Allen. But yeah, yeah, Allen, yeah. yeah. Even though his contract's kind of sad. But they have... Honestly, the yeah, none of their guys getting paid so. other than Price. Like, who's getting paid? Defoe's making just... Yeah. Yeah, Defoe's making 4.5. That's nothing for what... You know, like, what's Weber's... Well, Weber might Weber be making maybe, a lot. Yeah. I don't know what's... I don't even remember. Weber's is like six to like seven. Uh, I don't even remember. Because he signed like a huge 11-year deal with the Predators before he got treated to... Yeah, I think it's an 11 to 12-year deal. I think it was. I don't know. But yeah. So, Mark... Yeah, Mark's been killing it. I'm impressed with Mark's from so far. Yeah. So, yeah, there's episode number three of the Flames Report podcast. No, I think we're done. Anything else to say, Harkirat? And, yeah, uh, episode four is maybe including a guest. We don't know yet. But, yeah, we'll be bringing guests in after this episode. So stay tuned for some more podcast episodes coming down the road. Cool.